Until you take responsibility for where you are today, you won't have the power to change anything. A lot of times people will develop this mindset that life has happened to them and that there's nothing they can do about it. The problem with this is that they're ignoring the role they played in getting to where they are now. Yes, things outside of our control do happen to us, but the, the one thing that we always do have power over is how we choose to react. Ignoring our responsibility for how we ended up where we are only takes away our power. And it can be it can be painful to admit that we've made mistakes and that those mistakes have brought us to where we are, but coming to terms with that is necessary to making any kind of lasting change. For example, it can be useful to learn to change our perception of mistakes and see them as lessons instead of failures. One of my favorite lessons from the Stoic philosophers is to remember to control the interpretation that you have of events. Epictetus talks about this. Whenever somebody insults you or whenever bad things happen, it's completely within your power to control how you perceive those events. You can't be hurt by someone's words unless you decide to be hurt. Your mind has to be complicit in the provocation, as he says. Now, at first, you're going to have some, some habits to train out of you. Your first reaction is going to take some work. But the best thing you can do is to make a habit of not reacting right away. The longer you can wait to respond, the better, because time takes the emotional sting out of everything. Once the dust has cleared a little bit, um, it's, a, it's a lot easier to think of a more appropriate response. The task is to begin finding better strategies of responding to outside circumstances than what you currently use. So ask yourself, how can you reframe the daily events that have been stressing you out so that your peace of mind is never disturbed? Can you decide that the rude comments that others make towards you is a reflection of them and not you? Could you decide that failure is not final and that the lessons you learn are just stepping stones to success? You know, could you maybe reframe the daily struggle that you're going through as some sort of heroic quest that you'll be looking back on with pride one day? Could you change your life philosophy so that no matter what happens, you'll not be disturbed by anything outside of yourself? And sometimes people get weird about this kind of stuff and they say, oh, well, it's just, you know, lie to yourself or fake it till you make it. Well, yes and no. Um, let's remember that nothing you believe at the moment is real outside of your head. Everyone likes to think that their worldview is accurate and reliable, but they like to forget that 10 people can go through the same event and interpret it 10 different ways. So, I mean, look at everything that happened back in 2021. From, for some people, it was terrifying. For some people, it was a vacation, me. Uh, for some people, it was a chance to learn new skills and start online businesses. You know, For some people, it was a prison, essentially. And the point here is that if you can choose how you perceive life, why would you choose anything but a, a fun story, you know, a, a beautiful life? And you know, these have been difficult times for everybody, but some people really managed to turn it into something positive. And the same event had happened. It was just totally different interpretations. And that's why philosophers argue, because there's no one right way to see the world. We learn how the world works at an early age. And the weird thing is that most people never try to figure out if what they learn is actually useful or even accurate. You learn how to behave in society as a child, as a teenager, as an adult, which is kind of funny because that's when you have the least amount of experience and discernment to tell if what you're learning is even accurate. The great thing about all of this, though, is that you have the ability to change course at any time. The brain is an absolute master of adaptation. If you really decide that you want to do something differently, it can. 
So start looking for ways to reframe seemingly negative events into something positive. At first, it's going to be hard and you're not really going to feel the results. You're not, you're not going to feel like that emotional change. It'll still feel negative and it'll kind of seem like you're lying to yourself. Um, for example, let's say you want to learn to believe that the actions and words of other people are, are outside of your control, but that the rudeness and the, the inconsideration directed towards you they have nothing to do with you. Instead, you want to adopt a new philosophy that helps you brush that kind of stuff off without it even affecting you. Cool. So at first, it's going to take some work. Your brain has learned to do things a certain way, and it's going to take a minute to change that. You have certain neural pathways in your brain that have been used every single day for your entire life. And the more frequently you use these pathways, the stronger they get. So learning to build new pathways and break out of old patterns, it's a little bit like taking a train from one set of tracks and putting it on another. It's gonna take some effort. And it's not literally gonna be that difficult, obviously, but you get the idea. At first, you're gonna to have to tell yourself, this is what I wanna think, this is what I wanna perceive. And it's gonna feel awkward, it's gonna feel new and weird. And you won't really have that strong emotional connection with the philosophy at first. And that's okay though, because it just takes time and it takes practice. At first, what you'll need to do is learn to take a pause, let those emotions fade down a little bit, take the, the, the sting out, like I said. And now it's okay to feel those emotions, whatever they are, don't forget that. It's just, it's not okay to indulge them. If somebody insults you, it's normal to be angry. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're still running through things in your head 10 minutes later, then at that point, you're complicit in the injury or the perceived injury. You know, that's you playing along with the game. You're at that point, you're agreeing to be offended. They said that thing once. You're still saying it to yourself. You're saying it over and over and over again. You're replaying it m many more times than they ever did. So learn to catch yourself when you start to replay things in your head like that and when you start to fixate on it. Learn to catch yourself and to break out of it. But at the same time, don't forget that it's okay to feel those emotions. Like I said, forcing them down, it only pushes them into the basement of your mind. And that's where they can grow into something bigger and stronger in the depths of your unconscious, which that's what we've been talking a lot about the last couple of weeks. So, you know, deal with those emotions in a healthy way, but don't feed them. Don't, don't like stoke the fire, so to speak. Allow yourself to feel it. But once the anger starts to fade on its own, just let it, you know, just let it go. It, it really doesn't take that long either if you're not adding fuel to the fire. If you're not replaying it over and over again, if you're not... Imagine, well, I should have said this, I should have done that, or, you know, wouldn't have been great if, or what, what, what's wrong with you? If you're, if you're engaging in the fantasy, then you're just hurting yourself at that point. So if you don't do that, the, the emotion is not going to last very long, okay? So at this point, that, that's when you can start reminding yourself of your new philosophy, that those words aren't really a reflection of you, that the problem is with the other person, and that while you do, re you do bear responsibility for yourself, you don't take uh, you don't take responsibility for their words, for their actions. You remind yourself that the insults are coming from somebody who's unaware that they're even acting out a script written by their unconscious. They're a slave to their programming, and honestly, that's to be pitied. And, you know, like I said, it's going to take some time to get used to this because you've got to, like, manually go in there and think, no, stop, I'm going to stop feeling this emotion, I'm going to wait a minute, then I'm going to tell myself all these things. This is what I want to think from now on. And at first it's awkward and it's choppy and it feels weird, but after practice, it's going to start to become your automatic response. It won't take as long for you to remember to go to think th this, these new patterns. It's going to be quicker. It's going to be smoother. And then eventually you're going to start doing it without even having to think about it. 
And that's the goal. That's when you've reprogrammed yourself. And, you know, whatever it is, just just run through that new script that you want to write in your unconscious. Over time and practice, um, it's going to start to become the default. And you're, that's when you're going to start to really feel it. You're going to get the emotions. And the more you can get the emotions behind it in the beginning, the better. You know, it's hard when you're angry. It's, it's hard to say, sit down and say, well, it's not really my fault and, you know, I feel okay. Well, it's kind of hard to do that. But once the anger settles down a little bit, then you can start to shift emotions a little bit. And so that, that feeling is an important element to any change. And it's going to take some practice, but the more you repeat those words to yourself, the more your unconscious mind will accept them and start to play along. So yeah, I mean, you can lie to yourself at first, but eventually you're going to start to believe the lie. That's how brainwashing works, essentially. Just do it to yourself intentionally. So remember that no matter what happens, you always have the power to control your perception of events. You always have the option of choosing to see circumstances in the way that is most useful to you. It's easy to get sucked into your first reaction, but if you, if you practice self-reflection regularly, you'll start to notice how often you get caught up in negative patterns. And remember, we can't control what other people do or say. We can try to influence them, obviously, but that only goes so far. And at the end of the day, we have to accept responsibility for what is in our control, but also understand the limits of that control. Things are going to happen that upset us. There's no way around it. People are going to be rude. They're going to be disrespectful. They're going to be insulting. Events are going to favor others over us. All sorts of things are going to get, um, they're going to get under our skin. They're going to seem unfair. And it's re really important to break out of the mindset that things are supposed to happen a certain way. Life is unpredictable, and there's just an infinite number of variables. We can't predict everything. We can't control everything. And if we're going to get very far, we have to get really clear on what we can actually control and work on making sure that we have those things locked down. It's really a waste of energy to complain about all the bad stuff in our life if we can't even keep our own house in order. One of the things that we can always control is our perception, no matter what. We can choose to see hard times as an opportunity for personal growth and development. We can choose to interpret insulting words as the rantings of an immature mind and not take offense. We can choose to see our own perception mechanisms as a useful tool that can be reprogrammed to suit our needs whenever we want. And when you really think about it, the way that our mind assigns meaning to the world, it should be experimented with. You know, we like to think that the way we interpret things is representative of reality, or it's an accurate representation of reality. And it's not just an optional viewpoint, but in truth, there's no one correct way to view the world. So let's imagine that there's two people that are going through a stressful event. The first person's high, strong, considers himself a realist and is just generally very negative. The second is more happy-go-lucky, um, chooses to look on the bright side and is generally very relaxed. It shouldn't take too much imagination here to realize that this imaginary stressful event that happens, both people are gonna, they're going to interpret things very differently. You know, one person's negative, one person's gonna criticize the other person for being unrealistic the whole time. And it's the same event. They're they're taking it, but they're they're gonna take it completely differently. And I'm sure you can think of any number of examples in your own life, and this happens all the time. And it drives me insane. It really does. It doesn't make any sense when people say, Well, you can't just choose to look at the bright side. Why not? You absolutely can. There there is a bright side, it's there. You're choosing not to look at it, so why can't I choose to look at it? It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, looking at the positive aspects in the situation, it doesn't make the bad stuff disappear, 
but it, it does change my outlook. It changes my emotional state. It changes my mindset. It puts me in a more relaxed and resourceful state from which I'm better equipped to deal with the problems. You know, it also primes my brain by telling it to look for the positive, which means that I'm a lot more likely to notice opportunities than somebody who's tuning them out. Even at the end of the day, if I if I really can't control the world around me, at least I'm making the decision to control my world and I'm making it the way I want it to be. That's all that matters, you know, because I don't honestly know what the real world is. Nobody does. So if you're going to, if you have to choose a way to interpret it, why not choose the way that's best for you, that makes you the happiest, that's the most useful, you know? A lot of times when people say that they're being realistic, they're really just being negative and they're using that as an excuse. They're using it as a way to hide from the fact that they're just scared of getting hurt. They don't have a lot of confidence in themselves. They're afraid that other people are going to hurt them. And so they're trying to protect themselves and put up like shields ahead of time, which is understandable, but it's it's aggravating when they think that that's the right way to do things. And I'm not saying it's the wrong way to do things. Like I said, I don't, I don't know. There's not one way to interpret things. There's not one way to live your life. But I do know that it gets people in a lot of trouble. It a lot, it gives people an excuse to live with their pain instead of dealing with it. And it keeps people in a negative mindset, which, you know, I don't think is a desirable outcome. So in this situation, I'm keeping myself in a place that I want to be in. I'm exercising the self-discipline that it takes to remain calm in a stressful situation. And that's going to serve me a lot better than giving into fear and anxiety or anger or whatever other negative emotions that the situation is bringing up. You absolutely can choose to change your perspective on life because the perspective that you have now is something that you chose when you were much younger. You, so you, you've already chosen it before, so why not choose again? You didn't learn the one and only way to perceive life. I hate to break it to you, but it's, it's true. There's more viewpoints in the world. And if your brain was able to... If, if you had learned the right way before, then that would mean that everybody can learn the right way before. And then there would then everybody would learn the right way and there would be no more disagreements in the world. Everybody would figure it out once and for all and be good. But no, you learned a way to do things. You picked up an interpretation and the one that made the most sense to you at the time and it got programmed into your unconscious and you never thought about it again. Now, if you if you learn how to perceive things once, like I said, and you haven't really put those perceptions under a microscope ever since you were a, a child, don't you think that you could probably use an upgrade in at least a couple of your worldviews, maybe? You know, do you really think that you figured it all out that early? I definitely don't. And that was a long period of time for me where when I realized I had a lot of limiting beliefs, I had a lot of negative ways of seeing the world, and it was really difficult for me. It was really painful. It took a long time and a lot of work. And I, I'll never forget the first couple of times that I, I realized, hey, like, this is just a belief, you know, something that I thought, and I just took it for granted that it was true. Um, for example, I have uh, OCD, and I always just kind of thought that's the way it is. I could never get rid of it. And then I remember one day I was reading a book, and I just, it, it occurred to me, like, that's a belief. It's not fact. Who's to say I can't get rid of it, or I can't fix it, or, you know, whatever the correct terminology is for it. It's not technically a cure, but there there are ways to make it essentially non-existent. And I didn't know that at the time. And so it was really weird for me to realize all of a sudden, hey, like, 
maybe there is another way to do things. Maybe the idea that I have of the world is not correct. And it, of course, that led to a lot of other things and domino effect kind of led me to where I am now. But that came from evaluating everything that I thought I knew about life. And it's really painful. It takes a lot of uh, honesty. It takes a lot of self-reflection. It takes a lot of uh, mental effort. And it's it's weird. That's the best way I can describe it because you, you kind of just take things for granted, like I said, and it feels like this is the way it is until you really start to get comfortable with the idea that all of your beliefs need to be challenged because you know you don't need to challenge them constantly like if you have some some pretty useful ideas of how the world works of you know how society works what the rules are of society and it's getting you is getting you good results you don't necessarily need to constantly reevaluate that you need to have some kind of stability you need to learn things as best you can if you're constantly relearning the exact same things over and over again and you can't figure it out well, that's a problem because then you're never going to be able to progress to the next level. But if you spend a decent amount of time honestly trying to learn and you really pay attention to what's going on around you, you'll probably start to get the hang of it. Like so, society is a great example. You know, people skills. Um, growing up, I was kind of isolated, so I didn't have the best people skills when I got out into the real world. And the way that I, you know, fixed that was... I just really closely observed people as much as possible. And I was very quiet for a long time, which, you know, anybody that knows me now would probably <laughs> laugh at that because I'm really not that quiet of a person. Typically, um, I'm, I'm pretty energetic and I'm pretty outspoken. But for a, that's, that's the result of a lot of hard work watching people, getting to know people, um, because it wasn't natural for me to to watch people's body language or I didn't know the the social rules. I didn't understand the dynamics behind things at first because I didn't learn it in high school. And the plus side of that is I went so much further with it than most people do because most people do live they they learn that stuff in high school and then that's it. You know, they they figure out enough to get by and they'll improve a little bit here and there, but they don't they don't pull that out of the basement and really evaluate everything that they think they know about people. They don't take the time to to really closely watch people and observe and try to understand that like on a fundamental level like why they did what they did or why they're making those decisions and what they can what that what you can do differently to to have a different effect on the person. People don't do that and it's it's a super valuable thing to do and it just comes back like I said just being willing to understand that the way you think things are is up for debate, no matter what. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what the belief is either, you know. So I, I definitely encourage you to take some time and figure out, especially if it's a limiting belief. If it's something that's keeping you from being happy, if you, if you, if you, there's something standing between you and what you know you want, and you have an excuse for it, there's a reason why I can't do this, or you know, here's the problem that I have. It's really important to evaluate that kind of stuff because a lot of times it's not as final as we think it is. And maybe it is final. Maybe there's nothing we can do about it, but maybe there's something else we could do. Maybe there's another pathway to get there, you know? And, you know, like I said, I'm I'm sure that you've had at least a couple of learning moments in your later years, but the problem here is that the perceptions that you have of life they're so ingrained in our unconscious that we don't realize that they're even there. 
It takes some real self-reflection and working to figure out what is no longer serving us. We, we, we came to these conclusions at an early age, and a lot of times we didn't even say, it wasn't a light bulb moment like, oh, that's how things are. It's just your unconscious learned it. It's under the... the it's under your radar. Like you, you don't even realize it through your rational mind that is that is there. It's just something that's running in the background, you know. In your view of everything, it's a product of your unconscious programming, and you have the innate ability to change it at any time. So don't fall for the idea that things just are the way they are. Yes, they are the way they are, but you are not equipped to objectively see them the way they are. You've got to just do the best that you can with the tools that you have. So start, get started by asking yourself if there are things in your life that could use an upgrade in perception. And a good starting point here is anything that bothers you about other people, because most of what they do is out of your control, so you're going to have to work on changing yourself instead. Any kind of beliefs that are holding you back, something you need to reevaluate. Anything that happens to you consistently that upsets you, whether it's other people or just things outside of your control, you know, take a look at your perception of them. Like, yes, it may, it may be a bad thing, but it's, it, it might not be a bad thing. The way you're reacting to it might be bad. If it happens to somebody else, like put yourself in the idea that if you know of somebody or if you know of a character, perhaps, or, you know, just, just some kind of like somebody who's good at life <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it like who, who's very good at your job or you know is pursue, pursues the same interests as you or you know they have really good social skills something if, if that event happened to this person would it affect them the same way that it's affecting you and if the answer is no well then that's the time to figure out why you know what reaction would they have to it and also if you if you happen to know people that are generally happier than you. And I believe happiness is a skill. I really do. After having struggled with depression and several different mental disorders for a long time now, happiness is a skill. It's something, you know, it's going to come and go in waves, but there are certain things that you can do. And if you do them consistently, you will live a happier life. So if you know people around you that are happier than you, find out why. And sometimes it's, it's stuff like, that you don't really want to get on board with. Um, I, I do know some people that are very content. And I don't know if I would say happy, but they're content. And sometimes that gives the illusion of being happy. And I talk to them and it's like, well, you know, I'm going to work this job for the, the next 20 years or something. And it'll be okay. It's a decent job. And it's like, that to me is, there's a certain level of acceptance in there. And that is important. It's a good thing to have, but... It's not the whole story. So take anything you learn from people with a grain of salt. Obviously, you know, somebody might be happier than you or they might they might appear happier than you because they have more money, for example. Or they, ha they have a better relationship or something. If it comes down to stuff, it's probably superficial and it's probably an illusion. You're probably not seeing the full picture and you're not seeing them uh, in their entirety. So it's about the way that you perceive things because... Some people can be happy, and anybody has the power to be happy, but um, in any kind of state of deprivation, like you don't have to have things. There's, there's, there's people with very little that are extremely happy, and there's people that have pretty much everything they could possibly want, and they're miserable. 
it's not the stuff. It's the way you perceive the stuff and, and life and other people and yourself. So if, if you're unhappy or if you're feeling unproductive even, it doesn't have to be like a serious life-altering thing. And a lot of times the, the core beliefs that we have, it's difficult to uproot those and really evaluate them. And a lot of people aren't going to do it. I'm, I'm well aware of that, um, although I do encourage it if at all possible. But just stuff that could make you more effective at work or, you know, a little bit more personable with your friends. If it comes down to, you know, like you, you've got difficult customers, well, you're going to have difficult customers. Another thing the, the Stoics say is, you know, people are the way they are. They're, they're, you know that rude people exist in the world and difficult people exist. So you shouldn't be surprised when they come across you. And, you know, that doesn't make it any easier in and of itself. But if you practice that that philosophy of changing the way you perceive things, the way you react to things, that has a huge difference in your life. That's going to have a huge emotional difference in your life. It's going to make you more uh, productive. It's going to make you happier. And it's all around it. It just comes from understanding that your perception is a tool. It's not set in stone. So play with it. Use it. See what you can do. Thanks for listening, guys. Good luck.